Now he said here, uh, again in verse 17, uh, for those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ. Now other translations say they will reign as kings. They'll reign as kings. Now to me, as I meditate on this, there's a difference between reigning like a king and reigning as a king. And again, these are words that we throw around, we, we use all the time, made in his image. What's that mean? I don't know. I'm ruling like a king. Okay, well, tell me how. Uh, are, you, are you like a king over sickness and disease? Are you like a king over fear? Are you like a king over strife and division? Are you reigning like a king, like royalty, over lack and shortage, over sin and death? I'm a king, but it's kind of beating me up. I'm a king, but I'm constantly running out. You're not living as a king. We use these words, but listen, rule as kings. So that means you and I need to find out how kings do it. How do kings rule? If we are to reign as kings, then how do they do it? Think about it. How does a king reign? A king who's, who's king over his kingdom, over this domain, no higher authority in this land. Did you hear that? No higher authority, right? So the king gets an idea one day. And he says, I've got this land over here. I'm going to build another city. I'm going to build a tower and I'm going to build homes around it. And this city's going to thrive and it's going to prosper. So I better go get a shovel. Huh? So the, the king wants to build something. So what's he do? What's he do? Go get hammer and nails? That's not ruling as a king. That's not reigning as a king. The king reigns like this. I want a tower. Go build it. That's how you reign as a king. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes. Oh, chapter eight, verse four. Where the word of a king is, there is power I like this. And who may say to him, what are you doing? Who can say to the king, what are you thinking? Nobody. And if you do, it will be the last thing you ever say. <laughs> Why? Nobody questions this authority. This is the highest authority. And he rules and he reigns by his word. And where his word is, there is power. So this is how we're told to reign in life. Reign as kings. But let me mention this to you. Oh, this is where I need some help. Can y'all help me with this? If you're not reigning, what's the problem? Over any of these areas that I've already mentioned. Now, maybe you're doing good in this one and praise God, you got the victory. Glory to God. But if you're not reigning over here, what's the problem? Because there's a lot of people saying, God's the problem. Now, maybe they don't say it like that, but they say, I'm just waiting on him. Or they say, in his sovereignty, he'll do this. If it's your will, heal me. If it's your will, provide. Huh? If you're not reigning, is it God's problem? Is it, a, is it a God problem? Is it God's fault? Is he to blame? No. I'm sorry, guys. Some of this is really new to me. I, I got about a thousand things to try to say at once, and it's... Takes the grace. 
Look at verse 17 again, Romans chapter five. If by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive, those who receive, those who receive, much more those who receive, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign. So if you're not reigning, it's because you're not receiving. If you're not reigning, it's not a God problem. It's a receiving problem. How do we access greater grace? You, you tasted of the grace when you were born again. You tasted of the grace when Jesus became the Lord of your life. But what about the grace that heals you? How do you reign as a king in that area? What about the grace that delivers you from all fear? How do you reign there? What about the grace that fills you with the Holy Spirit? What about that grace? How do you reign in that area? If you're not accessing some of these graces, it's not a God problem. It's a receiving problem. And wherever you're not receiving, you're not reigning. Now back up in the same chapter into verse, verse two of chapter five, it says, well, verse one, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. We have access by faith into the grace. How do we receive from God? Is it according to the sovereignty of God? No. Is it according to the, the will of God? Is it according to the ability of God? No. We receive according to our faith. That's how we receive. And you got all this grace, grace to reign in every area of your life. And the only way to get any access to any of it is faith. That's how you got access to the grace that saved you. By grace, you are saved through faith. That's the whole truth right there. And that is how you receive anything and everything from God. Right there. By grace, through faith. That's how you're saved. How are you healed? By grace, through faith. That's how you reign in that area of your life. How are you provided for? By grace, through faith. That's how you reign materially and financially. How do you reign over fear? By grace, through faith. That's the answer to all of it. By grace, through faith. I want you to go to the book of Mark chapter five. And while you're looking for that, let me just give you a couple of verses here. In the book of Acts chapter 20, the Bible says in verse 32, so now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. This is on the screen. I want you to look at it. Brethren, I commend you to God and to the, say that with me, word of his grace. The word of his grace. And what's that word able to do? It's able to build you up. The word of his grace. Now he's not talking about the word grace. G-R-A-C-E. The word. Look it up. He's talking about the message. The communication of grace. So you've got the word of his grace, but you've also got this scripture in the book of Romans chapter 10 that says, what's it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. So you've got the word of grace and you've got the word of faith. 
What's this talking about? Are these two different words? What are, which one are we supposed to have? Which one are we supposed to be? Are we word of grace people or are we word of faith people? Well, think about it like this. If you're sitting in this room or you're somewhere by yourself and I approach you and I say to you, hello, what is that? It's a word, right? I've just given you a word. I've just communicated to you. I've said something to you. I've given you a word in terms that charismatic Pentecostal people might understand. You could say, I've got a word. I got a word. What is that word? Hello. But are we in conversation? No, not until you respond. But the moment you respond with your word, you're responding with your word to my word. Now we're in conversation, right? And that conversation will last and last and last until somebody, one of us, quits responding to each other, right? That's what conversation is. Now, I can give you a word, but if you never respond to it, that'll be the end of it. You'll never know anything else I had to say. You'll never know anything else I wanted to say to you, wanted to do for you, wanted to give to you. You'll never know because you failed to respond to the first word. But if you respond to it, and then I respond to yours, and then you respond back to mine, and that goes on and on and on. We could live in conversation with each other from now throughout eternity if we just won't quit responding. I'll give it to you the way the Lord gave it to me years ago. In May of 2010, Sarah and I, who had uh, been married to each other and we had no children, got our lives and world completely rocked and turned upside down when we welcomed our firstborn, little Justice James Pearsons. And of course, he, he changed everything in the most wonderful ways. And, but there was something about this kid that I noticed when he first showed up, I first brought him home, something interesting about him. I noticed he spoke no English. <laughs> no, I mean it, like none at all. For days, weeks, months even. This kid spoke no English. And do you know how much money I would have paid at different times if he could just speak some English? <laughs> Particularly at three o'clock in the morning when he's doing nothing but ah, ah, ah. And I'm leaning over the crib going, baby, just tell me. Just tell daddy what you want. But never, not one time in those first few weeks and months did he ever say, hey, daddy, I'm hungry. Never, never once did he say, hey, hey, daddy, I'm a little sleepy. Or, hey, daddy, it's a little cold in here. Would you mind adjusting the thermostat over there? Thank you. Never one time did my son speak anything that I could understand for months until one day. One day we're sitting in the kitchen. Sarah's cooking. I'm feeding him yogurt from this little cup. And out of nowhere, you know what my son said? Dad, dad. Dada changed my life forever. My son said, Dada. If I had a mic, I would have dropped it right there on the kitchen floor. Ladies and gentlemen, my son said, Dada. And I looked at him, then I looked at Sarah, and she looked at me, and we looked back at him. And you know what we said? 
Say it again, baby. Say it again. And his eyes got all big. Dad, 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 dad. And it mattered not to me that I was dad, dad, and mama was dad, dad, and the little kid on the yogurt cup was dad, dad, and everything in the room was dad, dad. I didn't care. My son said, dad, dad, bless God. Thrilled my soul, right? A couple of days later, Sarah and I are pushing him in a stroller around our neighborhood. We'd go for these walks, and the Spirit of God spoke up into me. And he said, you want to know why that pleases you so much? I said, why? He said, because your son is learning to speak your language. And all of a sudden, I saw it. I saw Hebrews chapter 11. Without faith, it's impossible to please. Why? Why does our faith so please him? Let me say it like this. Why does our word of faith so please him? Because finally, his kids are learning to speak his language. But you've got these two words, this word of grace and this word of faith. Well, grace is God speaking to you, but it's not doing you any good. You are not reigning over anything until faith responds. Until faith starts speaking back to him. And the moment faith responds, guess what happens? Grace responds to faith. And then faith responds back to grace. And then grace begets faith, begets grace, begets faith. And next thing you know, you are in an eternity-long conversation with the God of heaven and earth, the maker of all the universe. Grace is speaking to you. Faith is speaking back to him. The word of grace, the word of faith. The word of grace, the word of faith. It's a conversation. How do we access grace to reign? Receive it. If you're not reigning, it's a receiving problem. And how do you receive it? By faith. By faith. Did you find, uh, where did I tell you, Mark chapter 5? We'll say this and close. Musicians, you guys begin to come on up. Mark chapter 5, I want to show you what I'm talking about. It says in verse 25, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. 12 years. The Bible says in verse 26, she had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Let me just stop right here. Is she reigning? No. She's been dealing with this same thing for 12 years. Now, later on in this account, we find out that it's a plague that she's dealing with. And you look this up in the Greek, and it literally means something that comes back over and over and over again. And it's so mean because you study it, and it, it literally means you get better, and you think you're done, and it comes back. And you get better and you, you think you finally beat it and it comes back and it comes back. You don't know how many times over the course of 12 years this woman thought she had beat it. She'd gone to see this doctor and spent some money. She took some medicine. Oh, it seems a little better. A few days later, here it comes again. 
Well, that didn't work. Let's go see this one. Spend, spend a little bit more money and try to get it a little better. It's this plague. It keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. And study the word out. It literally means to be hit and struck over and over and over. It's so mean. It's so Satan. She's not reigning over this thing. This thing's been reigning over her for 12 years. Over a decade. And notice how it spilled over. She wasn't reigning over sickness and disease. And look at what else it affected. She spent all she had. Now what's happening? She's not reigning financially. She's not reigning provisionally, materially. She spent all she had. She was nothing better but grew worse. Then you study what she actually had. And according to Levitical law, she's not even allowed in public. She's not allowed around friends, around loved ones. So no longer is she reigning. She's not reigning over sickness and disease. She's not reigning financially. She's not reigning relationally. She's not reigning in life at all. But the Bible says in verse 27, when she, she did what? Heard. Grace is talking. When she heard. She heard about Jesus. I could say it like this. When she heard about grace. Because that's who Jesus is. She heard about it. How'd she hear? I don't know. But I can't wait to meet the person who told her. What did she hear? Jesus is here. Jesus is in town. That the, the, the miracle worker, the healer, he's back. He, he was on the other side of the sea and he came back over and there's a huge crowd. And she heard it. She heard it. Now, what good would have hearing that done her if she hadn't responded to it? She could have been told all day long, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. But if she had responded and said, man, I've spent everything I've got. Who is this guy? I've been to the best doctors. I've seen the best physicians. Nobody could do anything for me. And if she hadn't responded to it, she would have just stayed dominated by all of it. But when she heard Jesus, she heard about Jesus. She came behind him in the crowd. She touched his garment for she said. So you've got grace talking. Now you've got faith talking. She said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. This woman, whether she realized it or not, just entered in to a conversation between grace and faith. And look at what happened as a result. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. That's grace. I said, that's grace. Healing grace. She was healed of the affliction. And immediately Jesus, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitudes thronging you. You say, who touched me? He looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened in her, came and fell down before him and told him and talked to him and explained to him, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. If you were to ask that lady, how'd you get this grace? 
You were, you were being rained on, girl. You were being rained over. You were sick for 12 years. You had nothing left. You were broke relationally. How'd you get this grace? How are you reigning now? And she would have to tell you what he told her. Faith did that. How'd she access that grace? Faith. Faith did it. So this is what I'm saying to you this morning. If there's an area in your life that you're not reigning over, Go find out what grace has already said about it. Amen. Open up the word and find out what grace is saying to you about that. Whether it's physically, whether it's financially, whether it's relationally, whether it's in your soul, whatever it is. Find out what grace has said and respond to it in faith. Because once you start speaking in faith, now you're speaking his language. Right? I know when... When Sarah and I lived in Texas and I grew up in Texas for a long time as a kid, you'd turn on the TV back when you would flip through channels and we had such a large Hispanic community that it was nothing unusual to come across half a dozen Spanish speaking channels when you're watching television. The only problem with that for me is I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I don't speak the language. You know what doesn't help when I come across a Spanish speaking television station? Turning it up. Doesn't do anything for me. Why? I don't speak the language. Right? Well, listen to me. God no habla worry. God no habla doubt. God no habla fear. God no habla begging. God no habla. And you know what doesn't help? Turning it up. God, oh God, why? God, help. Oh God, don't you see the need? Oh God, oh God, why'd you do this? Not working. Better beg louder. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, why? Oh God, why? Oh God, don't you see? You know what that sounds like? <laughs> like some baby that hadn't learned to speak the father's language yet. But you know what he's looking for? Somebody who will speak the language. He speaks faith. He understands faith. And when you speak back to him in faith, now you're speaking a language that he can understand. Don't turn up the begging. Go find out what grace has said and respond to it. Well, I don't know what to say. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to respond to it. Where do you think justice got dada? Where, where do you think he learned to talk? Listening to me listening to us. Where did he get his words? Our words, right? Where are you going to find out how to respond back to God's words? His words. You go to his word, you find what grace said, then you say what faith says. And when you get up and get caught up in this ongoing conversation between grace and faith, you will reign in this life. Who gets to reign? Those who receive. Receivers receive the grace to reign. Amen. Praise the Lord. Would you stand up on your feet? Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. 
You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.